0: Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a wife, mom, and trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of trying all the mainstream modalities of healing to save my marriage, I found myself two kids later separated and on the verge of divorce. That's when I stumbled upon the unconventional game changer of somatic work that not only resurrected my dying marriage, but bled into breakthroughs in my parenting, purpose, spirituality, health, wealth, business, and more in just six months. My intention with this podcast is simple. Through every weekly episode, my goal for you is that one, you realize how insanely collective our struggles are, that you're not even close to alone. Two, that you can laugh a little because God knows we need it. And three, that you walk away with actionable advice on how to design your unique blueprint for your breakthrough life. So get your earbuds in, grab your coffee so you can sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. hello friends i am coming to you on like a friggin' high right now a high on life a high on just being in my purpose a high on getting to see the impact it's having on people and is about to have on people this year i just could not be more excited i just officially launched our first ever workshop that my husband sebastian Oste and i are going to be bringing to you and anyone that wants to register on February 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern. And it's been like, I feel like a kid waiting for Christmas. We've been planning this behind the scenes. It's honestly been a long time coming, but at the same time, this just feels perfectly timed and divine in alignment. And so the 2-hour workshop that we're bringing you it's called Authentic and Aligned. And we're really going to be sharing super transparently, honestly and vulnerably what was very unaligned in our relationship and what we were afraid to identify as unaligned for fear of that meaning that we weren't meant for each other, that we should break up and we were close to it. We were separated and on the verge of divorce. And then we're going to share with you what we wish we had been taught, what we wish that we had found 10 years prior, but still, if you're finding it on the tail end that it's not too late once you learn this revolutionary approach to healing a marriage through moving trauma out of your body through finding homeostasis again in your nervous system, through healing attachment wounds, there's truly so much hope that just isn't really mainstream advice. But once we found it, we just couldn't shut up about it. And so that's how this business (laughs) began in the first place. (laughs) And here we are. So all that to say, this is the first ever joint workshop that we will be doing together. And the first half will be educational. The second half open for Live hot seat coaching from me and Sebastian, or anonymous Q and A. There'll be a way to submit questions anonymously, and we can speak to that as well. It's only twenty two bucks. I will link the registration link in the show notes. So if this resonates, go ahead and hit the button, save your seat. We cannot wait to see you there. On to the episode today. I want to talk about how to follow your own sacred breadcrumbs, so you can live how you were designed to live in the life you were meant to be in and be where you're meant to be, love who you're meant to love, serve who you're meant to serve. So what the heck do I mean by sacred breadcrumbs? It is basically the signs, the hints, the clues, and the nudges from God that are always leading you to your most aligned, anchored, and authentic life. Let me say this. I fucking hate corn mazes. any of you can relate i hate escape rooms i just hate the whole idea of i don't get it people finding it fun to be lost and not know where the exit is i don't resonate with people who enjoy this type of punishment and i personally view these experiences as claustrophobic torture chambers like just the whole room laughing at me as I lose my mind and my basic core need for my constitutional right to freedoms getting threatened is just not fun for me. But growing up, I did find something really fun, which was an Easter tradition that I would wake up to and my mom would have this like path of candy, starting with my bedroom and going all through the house until it led to my Easter basket. And I'd have no idea where the Easter basket was in the house, but one little candy at a time, I would take the steps and follow the path until I found what surprise my mom had created for me. And this candy trail was way more rewarding and easier to follow than the clues you get in like corn mazes and escape rooms. What's a real life example of a breadcrumb trail? Cuz I think for some of us when we're trying to figure out like whatever it is, should I stay or should I go in my marriage? What's the career I'm meant to be in or what's what parenting style am I meant to embody? It can feel sometimes a torture like guessing game, like a corn maze. <laughs> and it can feel like taunting. Oh, why don't I just have the answers? But It could also, if we shift our perspective, be actually really rewarding and fun as we're going along the way and not knowing all of the answers at once. So a real life example of a breadcrumb trail or a candy trail, if you want to call it that. One I recently followed was a, ended up in a mother-daughter photo shoot that I did last Wednesday at the home I grew up in. And it started with first leaning into a friend of mine, Erin, who is a caregiving coach. She's actually on my team as well. She's our lead alignment strategist. But Erin is the one that I started going to and asking a lot of questions about Alzheimer's and the journey and what steps do I need to take care of my mom And then that led to me reaching out to my mom's sister and just letting her sister know because they've lost contact over the years, what's going on with my mom, where she's at in her health and in her mental decline. Andrea pointed me to my cousin, Scott, who I've lost touch with for many years, but turns out he is a social worker and helps a lot of families who are going through an Alzheimer's diagnosis. And so I got a ton of direction and Tools and ideas from him, especially to get into a free Facebook group, a support group for people going through this. And so in that Facebook group, I posted Hey, guys, I'm headed up to Connecticut. Next week, it's gonna be the last time I spend with my mom in the house I grew up in. Do you have any ideas? for something special I can do with her. And one person suggested, how about a professional photo shoot? And there was a lot of ideas posted, but that one was like an immediate hell. Yes. In my body, my energy, like woke up lit up and I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. So I, from there, The next nudge I got, the idea was to text my friend Jen from Connecticut and ask if she knew any local photographers. She hooked me up with Haley. And here is where the breadcrumb trail is like finally culminated. And this felt so divinely aligned and meant to be when I met Haley for so many reasons. But her grandmother is currently in the hospital. When I told her the why behind this photo shoot. She was instantly moved by the end of the photo shoot, both she and I were crying by the end. And now these pictures are gonna go up in her new home and close to me in the assisted living center. When she moves in here, so that's just an example of following the nudges of an idea that popped into my mind, or a suggestion, or you know, a referral that resonated with me. That my body had this response of yes, I want to explore that. Ended up leading to something that was so profound and sacred and special to me. Another breadcrumb trail that I followed was just over a year ago. I was setting new year's resolutions. I know some of you are anti resolutions and I'm all for that. That's fine. I've been there too. But last year I decided I want to make a vision board and all the things. And I had been recently in my Instagram algorithm, seeing a lot of reels on just beautiful spots to visit in Mexico. And so I actually put, I had never been to Mexico in my life. I put Mexico on my vision board and I had, I didn't have it in the budget or the plan to go to Mexico. I hadn't traveled outside of the country since I was in college. It felt very out there to even put that on this vision board last year. But then a couple months into 2023, my friend, my good friend Leanne posted that she was hosting a retreat, a leadership retreat for women who tend to be more in their masculine energy, AKA get her done, do achieve energy. And it was titled the feminine radiance leadership retreat to teach us how to tap into that feminine energy, that being overdoing, that slowing down. And long story short, I reached out to her cause I felt the nudge. And then when I talked to her on the phone about the retreat, I got full body chills, which I've learned at this point for me is confirmation that this is something that I need to do. And then there was other synchronicities, just different signs that yes, Becky, you need to go to Mexico. And I was really scared, even though I was like, Oh my God, that was a big chunk of money that I wasn't planning on. And, But I'm trusting the process. I'm going to go. And so Mexico, if you want to hear all about my experience there, it was truly the single most life changing transformative experience of my entire life and there was so much released there so much healed there so many first time ever new embodied experiences things that taught me in my nervous system that it actually is safe to express anger for example or explore this path spiritually after all of the religious trauma that i'd been through and things like that it was truly life-changing and i remember at the end of the retreat, I was talking with Carrie Ford and I told her about, I got back from a Temascal experience, which is like a sweat lodge ceremony. And I ended up giving the ring, the diamond ring that I had earned in my previous network marketing career. I gave it to the woman who led that ceremony. Her name was Lupita and I did it because it was an idea that popped into my head. And at first I was like, no, I'm not gonna give her my diamond ring. Like she doesn't, she lives in the Boonies jungle of Mexico. She doesn't understand the value of this. She's not gonna, I don't know, appreciate it. Like maybe she won't even like it. But then in that same instant, I was like, no, trust the nudge. It felt like an intuitive idea to just hand this over, really symbolizing that I'm ready to completely release what this ring symbolizes for me, which at the time it was me achieving something and being able to survive during a season of my life that was very dark. I earned this diamond ring. And at the time it was meaningful to me because it was God, God's way of saying, to me that Becky, even through the pressure and even through the fire and even through everything that you're going through, it's not going to crush you. It's going to turn you into a diamond and you're gonna only shine brighter. And so I needed that for a season. I'm not demonizing that at all, but that season also came to its expiration date where the hustling expired. And I was ready to really shift into a new way of life and a new way of being, of going slower, of operating from this place of satisfaction and abundance instead of hustle and scarcity. So giving her the ring was like handing over that chapter of my life, which was the whole intention of going to Mexico in the first place. And when I got back and I was telling Carrie what I did with the ring, she was like, Oh my gosh, Becky, buckle up. Because when you lean in on this level and trust your intuition and these little nudges and signs and follow these breadcrumbs, things are about to happen very fast for you. And then she's asked me how I know how since then, since Mexico, That was in November and what has happened since has truly been like a, oh shit, Carrie was right. Good thing I'm buckled up because a lot of things are happening pretty quickly, but not in a way that feels like the same hustle energy as before at all it just feels everything like universal support is just falling into place and my team has since grown from four to seven this opportunity to partner with an ideal colleague to plan our first ever retreat i'm not ready to announce the details of that yet but that opportunity fell into my lap and was like very aligned and just felt like a god wink for both of us My marriage has ascended just since November to a level I cannot even articulate with words. Sebastian has invested in his first ever high-level coach to lean into his own healing journey at the deepest level I've ever seen him say yes to. And it's official. We've put the deposit down. My mom is moving 15 minutes away from us. That didn't feel like it was ever going to be a possibility. I was surrendered to the idea of just her ending her life and doing our best to make her comfortable and visit when I can, her living far away from me in Connecticut. But things changed fast and she's coming here now. And we have another really huge, exciting thing to announce, but we're going to save it for the masterclass coming up on February 20th. But me and Sebastian have something to announce that feels just bigger than us. We're so excited for it. So that's another breadcrumb trail example. And I want to say, first of all, that I didn't used to live like this. Life did not used to feel exciting or expansive at all. Life didn't feel like this exciting journey where I couldn't see what was around the next corner. And it was like, instead a constant bracing against what the hell could be around the next corner. If you know what I'm talking about. I felt like I lived waiting for the next shoe to drop was very hyper vigilant, scanning the room, scanning the faces, scanning my life and looking for the next threat to my peace so that maybe I could beat it to its own punch. And all that left me with was a nervous system that was on the brink of breakdown. And I do remember calling my best friend sobbing, saying, Courtney, I think this is where people are before they're admitted for psychiatric help. I feel so unstable. I can't control my racing thoughts. I couldn't sleep, eczema breakouts, heart racing. I was a mess. And honestly, for years, I even in this time, would follow podcasts and Instagram accounts and da, 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 da. And I would hear people that I admired and I would envy them as they talked about their lives with this sense of awe and wonder, and I'm living in my purpose. And I always felt like I'd listen to these people with this glass barrier, like a barrier that felt like, Okay, I'm intrigued by the way these people are living in their authentic truth and their purpose and their power. And I so badly would love to know what that's... But it was always this look-don't-touch kind of energetic exchange. It was like a carrot dangled on a stick. Like this lifestyle that would always be so eternally out of reach for me and just there to tease my soul. And this is really on my heart to bring you this today... Whatever vision or dream or desire or life that is tucked deep within your soul, the one that maybe you've thought for years is a pipe dream or a nice thought, but not a reality. I'm a realist, like you might catch yourself saying that. I'm here to tell you that if you can learn to trust and then follow your own unique divinely placed sacred breadcrumbs, it is actually really tangibly, concretely possible to embody the desires that are hushed and shushed, residing deep down in your heart. I personally believe in God, whatever you call God, your higher power. Some people like to say divine or source or universe Whatever you call it, I believe without any hesitation that we are here with a purpose. I didn't used to always believe this. Life used to feel very senseless and without purpose. And there's still a hell of a lot I don't know. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't understand. But I do believe we're all here with a purpose. And I've been (laughs) talking with my friend Anna lately, Anna Maria Velasquez, and She's somebody who's dedicated her life to the study and teaching of, quote unquote, dharma. That's a new word for you when I first heard it. I would think immediately, no, Jesus never used the word dharma, goodbye. But Anna has become a trustworthy fr- worthy friend and I decided to listen just with curiosity what she's about and what she's learned. And long story short, dharma is just a word for what us Westerners and Christ-centric humans call our life's purpose or our calling our big why, the reason we're here in the first place. Recently, me and Sebastian, we celebrated 12 years of marriage, which is crazy to say. And on our anniversary dinner date, Sebastian, was telling me his idea of maybe starting um, his own home inspection business which has been the work he's been in for years and it's been amazing it's been a gift it's been good money um, but it's also been hard work and it's not something that really lights him up and brings him purpose so he's telling me this um idea he has and i'm just i've been on this dharma kick and talking with anna and just like getting so deep into this just path of all of us have a life calling it's just a matter of if we choose to step into it or not and i'm looking at him with my like forehead scrunched and i start to crack a smile and almost laugh and he looks at me and he's what And I was like, Sebastian, you have a purpose that is so much greater and more fulfilling than home inspection. That does not light you up. You have talents, you have gifts, you have a calling, and you're meant to live a higher version of yourself than you have been. And normally, I don't talk like that with him. Normally, I'd hear him out and I'd be like, "Mm -hmm, what are you thinking? Like he can find his own way, his own path but I just couldn't help it. I just like word vomited this. And it turned into this anniversary dinner talking about really his vision in life and what actually lights him up. And we'll get into some practicals of what you can ask yourself that can help you align with what is your life's purpose? What is your calling? And has been helped helping Sebastian narrow down what is his. And I'm not ready to share yet what he's thinking about, but it's really exciting. And it's the most alive I've ever seen him, the most excited I've ever been for him. When you find your purpose, when you step into something that really lights your soul up, that you feel like You could have endless energy for that it doesn't feel like it's sapping your energy that it feels like it's just what you're meant to do this just living this out is going to flood into those around you when you rise your circle rises and since stepping onto this path myself after being so like clueless and lost and out of alignment for so long i've since seen so many friends and family rise to and step into their purpose i think of my best friend's um, husband andrew who's been able to leave his nine to five and start a business that lights his soul on fire and helping other people do the same in the music industry i've seen one of my best friends and coach on my team, Julie, be able to begin her own adoption coaching business for adoptees who want to heal the abandonment wound. I've seen one of my clients be able to start brainstorming and taking action on creating a business for neurodivergent clients. And the list goes on. It's just freaking addicting now to see like when you live out your purpose, you also are able to call that out of other people. So landing this plane, I know you're probably wondering, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. How do we get there ourselves? The first thing I would say is just to notice. It's not very sexy or like goal oriented, like action oriented, but simply noticing in your life right now, what have you been drawn to? What's currently lighting you up? My friend Anna messaged me these questions when I shared my conversation with Sebastian. I was like, yeah, we had this amazing conversation and he's wanting to really figure out what was more of an aligned career path and purpose and all of that. So she said, have him write out a few things and reflect on these. And I want to share these with you in case this would serve you as well. If you want to journal about these or just think on these and see what comes up. One is, what are some ways that you express yourself? Things like writing, dancing, singing, poetry. What are some ways that you express yourself? And feel free to pause if you want time to think. Two, what are some things or topics or conversations that are lighting you the fuck up right now? In Anna's words, (laughs) she said lighting you TF up three what obstacles have you gone through and what have you learned from them four what are some of your superpowers what do people say you're good at what do you know you're good at and then look for the common themes it's so interesting to reflect back now because i've got this like elevated perspective where i can see so many of the common thread threads these little hints of who i really was all along and I could talk about following the sacred breadcrumbs in literally every area of my life, but for time's sake, I'm just gonna highlight these two. One is in my purpose, some will call career, business, dharma, a calling, and two, my marriage. When I think about my purpose and where, man, the breadcrumbs have been there all along, I didn't know this is what it was leading to, but with a little help from all the hints along the way and things like the Enneagram and human design, I remember when I was a little girl in my front yard, my dad had cut down the tree and it left the stump of the tree looking like a podium. And I remember getting up there and I was like talking. I don't know what I was saying, but I was talking to the squirrels, the animals, the whatever was there. (laughs) Nobody was there, but like imagining that there's people listening. And I've always felt like, alive and very in flow and very just comfortable when I'm in a position where I'm using my words to communicate. So I've also always done this with poetry since I was a little girl. I at a very young age too in middle school would would win awards for my writing and things like that. Um, I remember in high school, harmony was like a big thing for me. And I was always very observant of who was like left out or bullied or if there was disconnection between humans or cliques. And I remember at birthday parties, I would always have friends from all these different like walks of life that didn't know each other. And at my birthday parties, I was always introducing them and wanting to connect them. And you would get along with so, and just trying to create this harmony. And then at in my high school, lunchroom it was literally like the mean girls cafeteria if you've ever seen that movie there was like the math nerds and the art freaks and the popular kids and it was very segregated and me and my best friend we would go and we'd sit at all the different tables we'd take turns and they would look at us like why are you sitting with us but we'd try to break that barrier like overcome the divide and create connections with all different types of people all that to say, the words thing from that podium tree stump and the poetry dr- growing up and the awards for my writing to how I conduct myself at birthday parties and was always trying to connect people. This is exactly what I'm doing now that lights me up, that I always have energy for. That this is really my purpose in the world. And this is how I'm helping to do my part just to heal like the collective consciousness and raise our consciousness together. That's why the podcast, I'm just obsessed with it. And it's no wonder that it has been so successful because it's, this is what I was designed to do. My program, being able to help couples restore intimacy within their marriage, but also within themselves. So I could go on and on, but everything from college, having no idea what I wanted to major in, just loving connecting with people to becoming an ESL tutor and realizing, hmm, I don't actually love the education part. Sorry, I'm so grateful for teachers, but that wasn't my thing. But I loved the relational part. And then my time in the ministry. Man, that taught me leadership. It taught me speaking to strangers. It taught me planning for an organization, a group of people, but it wasn't fully it for me. And then waitressing that taught me hard work and thick skin and being among very successful, wealthy people at the fine dining restaurant that I was at. But it wasn't it for me. That didn't light me up. I didn't feel passionate about that. And then my time in my network marketing career, it taught me social media. It taught me team building. It taught me self-care. It taught me to dream bigger and it served its purpose for a time, but it still was like something's off. It doesn't feel like it, but all of these different things led me to where I am now in my most aligned purpose, living in my quote unquote Dharma. So. That's just a visual of what it can look like. And then in marriage with a lot of help from somatic work and finally unlocking our true, authentic and aligned potential, I followed everything that, that was presented to me along the way until I got to where I am now and finally found this buzzer beater. Hail Mary miracle that has actually been able to help us restore what we thought was dead. So starting with, gosh, spiritual mentors earlier in my marriage to self-help books and therapy retreats, codependency recovery, couples counseling, podcasts. And finally, when I was ready to give up it, stumbling upon what actually helped take all of that good information that I had learned along the way, resting in my mind bank and waking it up somatically, waking it up in my body, allowing me to not just know things, but feel a difference and feel like, okay, this is what it feels like to be connected to my husband and operating from a secure place, secure attachment. And honestly, I've been totally tempted to look back on all of the breadcrumbs in every area of my life, every path and be like, wow, what a waste, like all that time and money and energy and travel, et cetera. I've been tempted to say, if only I knew then what I know now, but actually that's literally impossible. I wouldn't know what I know now if I didn't go through what I went through then, right? We don't have the bird's eye view without the flight into the sky. We don't have the 2020 vision without the lived experience. We don't have the mountaintop view without climbing up the mountain. So, all this to say, you're not behind. You're just currently enrolled in the classes you need to take before you get to the place you're destined to arrive. Yeah, Ollie just came home from school. He said, and yeah. So, the stage you're in right now, It's the exact stage you're meant to be in right now. Your purpose isn't going anywhere. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you've got permission to lean into the signs, the nudges, the clues pointing you to your purpose. Remember, the butterfly cannot fly if it breaks out of the cocoon too soon. Damage done if someone tries to do that for the butterfly, right? But don't we do that to ourselves and to each other so freaking often? I will never forget when we were at our lowest in our marriage. I was actually at a wedding, crying to a mentor, just sharing how Sebastian was having a hard time and I felt like I couldn't function. And she asked me one of the most basic, but for some reason it was so profound to me, questions for me along my journey. She simply, and it wasn't even a question. It was just like an observation. She's you have a really hard time letting him struggle. Don't you, Becky? And that was really earth shattering for me. I can't even really describe why it seems so simple, but truth is I just didn't know how to let go. I didn't know how to let my husband go on his own journey without intervening and controlling and hinting and manipulating the process. I was trying to crack him out of his cocoon before he was ready because I needed him so badly to be strong enough to never abandon me. Meanwhile, I spent all that time abandoning myself. Wrapping this up, first step in following our sacred breadcrumbs is to notice and observe, get to know who you are. Repairing intimacy with yourself. Getting honest with where you're at and what's unaligned, what feels aligned, what feels suffocating, what feels life-giving, what feels constrictive and what feels expansive. Just this noticing, don't have to get to work yet. This step actually really scared me. I remember being at an ice skating rink with Sebastian one time and he was like, you should do a coaching business. This is when I was in network marketing and i wasn't ready then i couldn't see it i remember telling him no i'm meant to be in this company i'm successful here this is what i'm meant to do i just got to get to the next goal and i stayed in that unaligned spot career for as long as i needed to learn how unaligned it really felt but if you're in the boat where you're feeling like i feel like i'm meant for something more i know i have different interests and gifts but i have no idea what step to first take if this is you, this is my first invitation. After some observation, step number two would be reflecting on these questions. One, this past week, what did I enjoy? What lit me up? Two, what didn't I enjoy? What drained my energy? Three, if you were woken up in the middle of the night, three in the morning, what's something that you could talk about and rattle off to know you don't have to prepare it just rolls off your tongue something you're so passionate about you could talk about for hours and then four who are some people that trigger you and people that inspire you and sometimes they're the same person i remember following my she ended up becoming my mentor i love her to death kelly brock i unfollowed her on instagram for years because she was really following her calling and stepping away from that hustle trap that I was in and doing something that was like really in her own purpose. And I unfollowed her for a while because it really triggered me, but it's because it inspired me. I saw something in her that I actually deep down really wanted for my life. So if you've already done this work, the reflection, the deep introspection, the next step is to simply notice the nudges, look for the breadcrumbs what is your intuition shining a spotlight on in your life right now that might be so tiny really tiny and basic let's say you're at the grocery store and you end up going to this different grocery store than you end up going to just because you're like hmm, maybe i want to go to harris teeter instead of safeway and safe or Harris Teeter ends up having $1 avocados instead of the $3 and 49 cent avocados, which is a personal rule of life that I teach my kids. When you see avocados for a dollar, you have to get at least 10. might be something so little like that, just following the nudges. Or maybe there's a coach that you've followed for months now and every day you're like Netflix binging their content and there's something in you saying, get in their space no matter the cost. Girl or homie, Whoever's watching, listening to this right now, I want to encourage you just to book the discovery call, trust the nudge. You can always say no, but what if this is the ticket to the breakthrough that you've been begging God for? maybe there's a friend that's been on your mind for a while and you don't know why, but instead of questioning, just reach out to them, text them, call them. I remember doing this with my friend, Erin, that I mentioned, the caregiving coach. I was like, Erin, I have a feeling we're about to get real close. And then all of a sudden she became a coach for me on this journey with Alzheimer's and then soon a, a new hire on my team. And now she's our lead alignment specialist and she's actually helping women who are an ideal fit for my program come into it. Or maybe there's a place on a map like over a year ago when I saw the reels of Mexico and I put it on my vision board and then Leanne comes out with this retreat, ends up being the most life-changing experience of my life. Just play with exploring that and checking in with how your body feels when you lean into whatever the nudge is. If any area of your life right now feels out of alignment, just not working for you anymore, if it feels ick or constricting or off... I wanna say take heart because that is so collective. We cannot appreciate alignment until we really feel how bad it feels to live outside of that. So that's it. I know that was a mouthful, but the two practical steps just to recap that I'm inviting you into today is one, just self-reflection, just noticing, use the questions as a tool to be a bit introspective if you want to. And then two, just noticing and exploring the nudges, checking in with your body along the way. If you're still on the journey of uncovering your most authentic and aligned life, marriage, career, parenting style, spirituality, I just wanna leave you with this reminder. You do not need to know where the Easter basket is or the end of the corn maze or the escape room. You don't need to know the whole path. You just need to follow one tiny hint at a time. And getting it wrong, it's part of the journey. Staying past your expiration date in certain circumstances is part of the journey. Not one single butterfly emerges in all her glory without the struggle and without the constriction, without the darkness and the moments of isolation. But your metamorphosis really is loading. Maybe it's buffering, but rest assured that your divine basket full of the most beautiful surprises is waiting with your name on it. Your purpose is in process and you're taking the necessary classes required before you're ready to graduate into your era of divine dharma or aligned purpose, your conscious calling, whatever you want to call it. The invitation is simply to get excited and trust the process. Take this posture of a curious child, just excited to discover what's around the corner and where that might be leading you, knowing that whatever it is at the end of this path, it's so much better than your trauma would like you to believe. What's waiting for you, it's not just good, it's delicious, it's beautiful, it's delectable, it's satisfying. It's a life that will light you on fire and set the circle around you ablaze as we all collectively wake up from this slumber of unconsciousness and into this generation of healing. So I hope this served you today. I love you all with all my heart. I can't wait to be back with you next week with another guest episode. And I hope you have a great weekend ah i'm honored you found today's episode worth your listen and time to hang out with me today you know for some of us this podcast is just the thing you need to support you towards your breakthrough but for others we know we need a deeper level of support and guidance so if you're a highly ambitious woman who's ready to repair deep unshakable connection in your marriage i'd love to tell you about my client coaching program called root to rise This is the life-changing transformational container that will teach you exactly how to launch your marriage to the next level by moving trauma out of your body and stepping back into your power. Even if you've already tried everything, even if you're caught on the fence of, should I stay or should I go? And even if your husband's not on board today. So look for my link in the show notes to book a call with me and we'll just talk about what's working, what's not, where you want to go. And very easily, I'll be able to tell you if and how I can help you. And if not me, I can still point you in the direction of some resources that can. So either way, tons of clarity. We'll have some fun getting to know each other while we're at it. And that's it for today. Huge hugs, my friend. I'll chat with you next Friday.